Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Before we get started, I have to give a big thanks to Gusto for supporting Earn Your Happy. If you run a small business, you have to try Gusto Payroll. Deposit paychecks and file your payroll taxes automatically. Plus, get employee health insurance, onboarding, expert HR, and more. Get three months free at gusto.com slash Lori. Make it fun, bring enjoyment into this process, like set aside time on your calendar because you're gonna get that return on investment of the time you spend getting clutter out of your way. You are literally creating more time. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. 
My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show. Today's guest definitely felt like one of those girls who you want to ask to be your best friend. Um, and you hold yourself back because that might be really awkward. But I'm pretty sure that I actually did ask her to be my friend after this, after the show, because I just had such a great time with her. And I knew I was going to love her because we had DM'd back and forth quite a few times. And I just immediately loved her energy and what she was about and just how she is. You're going to see. You're going to love it. So my guest today is Ali Casaza, and she's on a mission to eradicate the hot mess mom stereotype by empowering other women. She's built a massive audience and a multi-million dollar online business based on her proven family-oriented approach to minimalism. She's also the host of The Purpose Show. You guys will love her show. Go check it out. It's a chart-topping podcast, and she's the creator of multiple online programs and courses that garner tens of thousands of registrations every time they run. Her platforms continue to grow every day as more women discover her life-changing approach to creating an abundant life. She lives in Southern California with her husband, Brian, where they homeschool their four young children. You guys, let's get started because I just had the best time and I hope that you do too, listening to this. Allie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your platform with me. And I'm so excited. This has like been on my vision board. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I actually like, I haven't, you know, when you're like with the book, I'm like going from one interview to the next. And like, I literally look at the day, the day before, and I'm just like, okay, this is what I have to do tomorrow. And I didn't even really connect it until like this moment. This is a big deal. 
Oh my God. Sometimes that's the best. Like when you show up to the big moments without like too much thought put into them. Yeah. And I actually think that that is when you are fully just like dropped into your purpose mm-hmm. is when like the big things are mixed in with all of the other, you know, things that go with putting yeah. a book out and putting your dream out. So it's like all of a sudden, all of the work actually starts taking root and it's mixed in with all the stuff. And then life just becomes a bunch of things you don't want to do with things you get to do and that you're excited about. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Your podcast helped me when I was starting my business and my husband took like Chris's uh, money course. Oh yeah. You know the money called. principles. Yeah. And we like, oh my gosh, we like, we were so broke and then went to like wealth, like money, like almost not overnight, but very quickly. And we were like spending it all because we didn't know how to hang with money. And you guys have just helped us so much. We appreciate you so much. Oh my God. Well, this is so cool. Like these are the moments that you live for when you're like, wait, somebody's actually like applying and listening. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> like, wow, it's really working. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, good to hear. Uh, so I'm excited to have you on today because number one, I think you're just awesome. You're one of those incredible people who radiates through social media that you really feel like, you know, the person and you're just as authentic as you show up as, and you truly, truly are. It's just like a girl. I feel like when I got on with you, I was like, I feel like I've been here before, but I don't think we have. Um, yeah. And also you just love giving back. Like you love giving back to moms. You help so much. You have so much tangible information that truly helps women make room for their dream. So as we were talking before, so they can actually just start the thing that they want to do and just get rid of all of these other messages that are out there. Right. And you have this incredible book out right now, declutter like a mother, which is just like the best title ever. Um, (laughs) you know, I'm not a mother yet, but I'm all about decluttering. Like I am so obsessed with your message because I really think that your environment is everything. And it reflects all of the information about you to you and you believe your environment. So really like excited to dive into this conversation. So tell me a little bit about what you do and where it came from. Yeah, I think like so many really great message-based businesses, mine came from my own struggle and it's very attached to like my motherhood. So I tend to like talk about it in that sense, but this is for everyone. It really came from like at the time that all of this started for me, it was like nine years ago and I had three really little like toddlers and babies. I have four kids now, but I had three at the time. And I just remember being in this place where it was like, nothing is going right. And of course, then I had this like victim mentality and just like, woe is me. Like everything is happening to me and not realizing how much I was creating what I was unhappy with. And man, I just wasted so many days like struggling with depression because of my environment and waking up with dread instead of being excited to like be with my babies. And I have, I have an amazing husband. who's always so supportive. And I was just miserable was surrounded by these blessings and like miserable. And I started to kind of wake up to that. And I think there was a, like, there's a lot, everything is connected, right? There was like, I was also raised very, very oppressively religious. And so I was kind of undoing a lot of that. And I was just in a really pivotal time of my life. And 
as I was kind of seeking guidance and like trying to figure out where this was all coming from, I actually felt like I kept getting pulled to the practical. Like it was almost like I was looking for this big spiritual aha moment of why I was struggling. But the more I asked, the more I kept getting these downloads, like just look at how much I'm cleaning up all the time, like all the freaking time. And I don't, I'm not a neat freak. I don't really care. It just was like all the time reacting to things, reacting to messes, reacting at my kids and, and snapping at, at toddlers. Like that's not me. I, I'm just not my environment. Marshall Goldsmith says, if you do not create and control your environment, your environment creates and controls you. Uh-huh. And my environment was, chaos and, and clutter everywhere. And just, it was a shit show. And that's what I felt like on the inside. And so it's like, and with the work that I've done and, and since then I've, I've shared this online, I've developed a method. I've worked with so many people one-on-one and passively. And what I have seen over and over again is it is never just clutter. It is always a physical manifestation of something going on internally. Mm. And that's, that's just the life I was living in. And so I'm grateful that the downloads I was getting were so practical because it was like, what if there was just less stuff? What if you just like, why do we have four sets of dishes? Like, just, uh-uh. just get just one, like just simple things. So I was kind of like, all right, I'll try it. And um, I just got rid of so much crap. Like the kids had so many toys. They're toddlers. They don't even know how to do anything yet. Why do they have all this stuff? Like they were so overstimulated and it just was, our environment was just working against us instead of for us. Um, And so, yeah, I, this changed my life. And then that, that kind of spills over into how I, I realized that as I was aligning my space with what I really wanted, I was taking care of myself and honoring myself by putting effort into that. And that gave me space to honor my body and the way I was eating and taking care of myself or lack thereof at the time. Mm-hmm. And my relationships got better because I wasn't stretched so thin all the time. I mean, it's not, it's not about clutter. It's about the quality of your life. And so that's why I'm so passionate about helping people change that. Okay. I, I resonate so much with all of your story. I'm like, are we the same person minus the children right now? Um, (laughs) but yeah, I, I love the conversation of environment because it is, like you said, it is 100% a reflection. Like I know you love talking about physical environment, which I do as well. And, um, but also just the environment of the people around you. Um, this, this is all intertwined. So, I love that we're really talking about physical environment because I do think that's so important. So when women are kind of looking around at their house right now, um, and we'll kind of dive into this a bit deeper, but just like the very basic, when women are looking at their house right now and there's certain rooms or different things that are going on that just feel like so much stress. Can you tell me about a certain, you know, maybe time in your life or even a certain room That was just like, just so much energy sucking every time you either thought about it or went to it. Share that with me. Yeah, I'm going to share mine because I think it's from what my experience, like in coaching, this is so common and it's, it's just, it's sad, but it's my bedroom. Like at the time it was the place where I would throw the laundry. I didn't feel like folding. It was like full of clothes that didn't fit me or serve my body anymore. Cause it had transitioned so much. And I was never taught how to eat 
healthy. So I was just a mess in that way. And I felt like my closet was just screaming at me, like, you're gross. You're not enough. You should be smaller. You should be doing this. So the psychological effects of going in your closet every day and getting those subconscious messages, that's not good. And how many women are having that situation every day and just not aware of it because it's normal. Um, but it just like, and what was I telling myself of, of like walking into the dirtiest room of the house at the end of the day and starting every day there? Like, I just, <laughs> I did not value myself. Right. And that showed up like, again, physical manifestation of an internal issue. I didn't value my marriage enough to rest and come together at the end of a long day in a space that was restful. Like it just, it sounds like dramatic, but go into your own room and see like, where are you not valuing yourself? And how is that showing up Um, in your bathroom clutter, in your closet? Like what messages are you giving yourself about what's around you? So for me, when I changed that, like I just felt, I felt like I was finally honoring myself and respecting myself and I deserve to go to bed in a peaceful environment. I deserve to wake up in a peaceful environment because what I am doing as a living, breathing human being is so important. And it's like, it's precious, holy work. Like this matters. Mm-hmm. And I, I shouldn't be walking into a disaster zone. And I'm, in, I'm responsible for that. I am in charge of that. And so I will choose now to create and control my environment because it does have an effect on mm-hmm. how I'm showing up every day. Okay. So I, you exude, you know, now, and I know that we still all work through things, but you exude just life, confidence, energy. I'm sure people have said that, like, it's just bright. You're just very bright. And I can tell that you are decluttered (laughs) for the most part (laughs) in your life. Um, what are like, what are some of the beliefs that you had to let go of? Let's say, what are three beliefs that you had to let go of or unlearn from your childhood, whether it was your parents or your external or your religion or whatever that was in order to Mm -hmm. become the alley that's sitting here today? such a good question. Uh, I, the first one that came up right when you asked was the internal belief that I am worthy of nothing Mm. that I was literally, it was the religion that I, I went to a very religious school. Mm. My parents were pretty awesome. (laughs) But the school that I went to and spent all my time in was um, very oppressive of women in particular. And uh, I'm I'm a fireball, like I'm a lot. And <laughs> I just, being raised there killed my spirit. Uh. It was terrible. So uh, being told, like, I, the message was like, you are worthy of nothing. You're, you're pointless and you need external power to be worthy of anything. And so- that, that affects you. That affects the way you show up. That affects your environment because it's all coming from within. So realizing that actually, no, I am also a creator and I am worthy of good. Gosh, like I couldn't even say that for a long time without feeling all kinds of stuff like Mm -hmm. coming up and my body would tighten. And I was like physically getting sick from that belief. I needed to let it go. Oh my God. I swear. I just, I'm like right there with you. So that makes me want to ask you because I know the years of work and all the, the different, you know, coaching and seminars and workshops and, you know, uh, therapy sessions that I had to sit through to break beliefs like that. So can you tell Mm -hmm. me 
a few of the things, like if someone just really resonated with you who just doesn't even know where to start, what are a few of the things? Because we know it's the sum of a lot of work, but what are some that worked for you? Okay. I'm just going to dive in and list them and they're intense because <laughs> yeah. I've done all the things. <laughs> we all want to do them. So yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. Therapy is huge. Um, I actually shifted about two years ago. I shifted from like talk therapy mm-hmm. to, um, the woman that I see is a therapist, but it's more like energy work, like really getting into where does that sit in your body and using Mm -hmm. like EFT tapping to like move it out, like really physically doing something about it has helped me personally more than just talking about it. Um, and then hypnotherapy. I love Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy so much. Mm -hmm. I actually have an app. I can send it to you so you can put it in show notes, um, that I, I pay for that. I just do that at night and stuff, but then also hiring an actual hypnotherapist to work through like Mm -hmm. all the stuff from the past and religious trauma and just all of it. Um, those are my favorites. And then just honestly, just journaling, just getting it out. It's just, it gets out onto paper. And sometimes I'm compelled to just rip the page out and burn it or have like a, Mm -hmm. like a ritual of some kind to just like, bye. (laughs) Oh my God. Done with that. I love that you share that because I think we, we skip over that all the time. Like, oh, you know, that's what it was. And here's where I'm at now. And it doesn't show all of the, like, I bet you didn't want to show up to all those therapy sessions. I bet the first one felt weird. I bet sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, I know in the middle of some of my sessions or things that I did or events that I went to or what it, retreats to figure stuff out was terrible. Like I didn't want to leave the room. And I was like, this feels crazy. Is this really going to work? Like now I have a vulnerability hangover from sharing this crap with strangers. And am I being dramatic? Like that was a big one for me. Like, Oh my God. Am I, am I making this up? Am I being dramatic? Like that was when I had to work through after working through what I thought I worked through. Then it was like, the one thing brings up another thing. And (laughs) it's like, then you're like, dang, how long am I going to have to come to this person? Forever, (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that is a big one for me too. Uh, Am I being dramatic? And I'll find that I, that that comes out of me sometimes. Like if I'm having a discussion with my husband, Brian, I'll often say, just so you know, I'm not being dramatic. Mm. Like it will come out and I'm like, and he's like, oh, I know. Like he's so gentle and sweet. And I'm like, just so you know, I'm not dramatic. Well, (laughs) it's a big one for me too. <laughs> I, w- I wonder if that was, um, your religious upbringing. Cause I definitely feel that cause nothing, it just was like, you couldn't necessarily say how you felt or question things necessarily from a different position. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go into belief number two. Cause these are super juicy. I'm going to make you just really think. Yeah. I like this. Um, you know what? I think a big one, they're just like coming up. This is this is like, this is like therapy for me. So great, uh, we're decluttering together. <laughs> decluttering my soul. <laughs> um, I, I think a big one was not, I'm going to try to put it into words. It was almost like, okay, now everyone always wants to like find their purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had an, in like a, a limiting belief from my, from school, from my upbringing that was like, you, you don't have a purpose. You're here to like work for someone else. Like you're here to like work for God and it's not supposed to be enjoyable. I don't know if that really makes sense, but it was, that was a big one. So, okay. Yeah. You're like, I'm triggered and it makes sense. (laughs) Um, that was a big one. So enjoying anything 
I was like scared to enjoy. I was scared to enjoy Sunday mornings for a long time. Mm. Like when I detached from everything, uh, I was scared to have pleasure in my life and like enjoy food, enjoy the day and enjoying my work has been a big thing I've had to work through because I do love it so much. Mm. Um, like, am I, is it supposed to be this good? Does it get to be this good? Am I allowed to have it this good? Um, all kinds of guilt. And that actually was the route that Brian and I discovered with why we were sabotaging our money so much in the beginning, just like get it away. I just have to, I just like gave it all away to charity. And like, I'm so comfortable being broke and living paycheck to paycheck that I ended up living launch to launch. Mm. I didn't know how to be good. It's so sad. (sighs) Okay. We got to stop right here because I have to talk to you about two things because I'm just like, this is so amazing. Okay. So, because I, we have the same background. So it's so whenever Mm -hmm. I can talk to somebody with that sort of very religious background with the same beliefs, I'm always so interested to hear your take on different things. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. So you mentioned that you had like guilt around feeling pleasure, like shame, like Mm -hmm. in anything, just because it was probably a lot of like fearing, like needing that healthy fear or never being worthy. And that's kind of that religious trauma background that you're never worthy. And there's always a lot of fear around the relationship and you're always kind of in fear that you're not doing enough ever. Um, so the pleasure thing has been huge for me and I just talked about it on a podcast. So how did this lack of like allowing yourself to have pleasure in many things that you should like moving your body, like your relationships, like your relationship with something bigger than you, like really anything Mm -hmm. pleasure in, we can find pleasure in so many things, right? Like in all of the little things. Um, but how did this lack of allowing yourself to experience pleasure, have you put it all in one place that turned into a guilty pleasure that maybe cycled into something unhealthy. Do you know what I'm asking? Yeah. I feel like for me, that belief manifested in me punishing myself in Mm. every area. Like it kind of spread out over everything. Um, and so, I mean, it like everything. And the biggest thing that I saw was I would punish myself, like even like in the way that I would move my body, like to exercise or I would like, you know, want to, want to get healthy or whatever. And like, okay, I'm going to exercise. Of course, it always came from force. It came from self-hate. It never was like, Mm -hmm. I love myself so much. I'm going to do Pilates. No, it was like, oh, I've gotten to this point and I'm awful and disgusting and I hate myself. So I'm going to force myself to do something that I hate. I would do like the worst workouts, the stuff that I hate. I would always get, I would be comfortable, Lori, with doing the things that were the worst for me, like the Mm -hmm. the most uncomfortable because I didn't know how to allow myself to enjoy anything. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, Pilates. So Pilates and yoga are like my favorite things in the whole world. I could work out every day and, and I do because I love those things. But I would think unconsciously, Pilates feels really good. So it must not be doing anything. And I can't, I can't handle feeling good like that. So I gotta go do CrossFit or whatever terrible trend where someone's like yelling at you (laughs) and screaming, you're lifting all the weights and freaking out and squatting. I just don't, I just would do the thing that felt not good Mm. because on some level it was comfortable for me because I felt like I was being the good girl if I was miserable. Mm. And it seems silly because it doesn't like, it's hard to notice that unless you've experienced that kind of Mm-hmm. Uh, oppressive backgrounds of religious trauma. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel 
awful most of the time. And the only time you find any peace or any enjoyment is outside of yourself. Like it's not okay for you to feel good. You shouldn't feel good. That's selfish. Uh Um, And so I punished myself all the time. I punished myself as a mother um, by, I believe that I willed my life to be that chaotic because I was miserable and I'm supposed to be miserable. Uh So I I showed up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a mantra that helped me, and I just want to share it with you because who knows, maybe you'll take it and you'll love it too. Yeah. But because um, uh, I had the same thing with just like, oh, now I've learned how to kind of manifest things in my life or create things mm-hmm. or create, you know, things that are like, wow, enjoyable or things are showing up or money showing up or I'm getting some success in some areas. And that we did, I did the same thing, like <laughs> couldn't keep the money, couldn't, you know, somehow I would sabotage something else. Somehow all of a sudden I'd be doing great in a project and all of a sudden I'd go on a procrastination streak and start something else, like to totally sabotage myself and not realize it. Like, no, I'm just not interested anymore. Like what? Like I did it all of the time. So, yeah. um, one of the mantras that really helped me that my friend Lindsay Sikornik, uh, gave me was how good can I take it? Like when I'm in something mm. and I see myself starting to like, you know, freak out over it, like how good can I take it? Like, Oh, how much bigger can my bank account get? How good can I take it? Um, and I just, yeah. and I know that you believe this too, but it's just like, abundance is a good thing. Like it's so good because especially when I truly believe when women become abundant, we just do incredible things and we teach other women to be abundant and they do incredible things. So it's a trickle down factor that we all need to embrace, um, the work that you've embraced. So I love that. Okay. Do we have a third one? Do you have a third Mm. belief? Uh, well, okay. This may just be coming up because you just talked about abundance, but it, a huge one was, it was like, well, okay, now I can, I need to start with what the belief is now. Now I realize that abundance is actually like our natural state because mm. we literally are an extension of love itself. Like yes. abundance is, it, it's our birthright. It's our natural state. We and, and others mess it up and undo it and get us somewhere else. So I guess the old belief would have been, um, gosh, honestly, if I would have heard like manifest and abundance, like I would have, the old programming is, um, evil, selfish, greedy. Um, you're supposed to, if you do happen upon abundance of any kind, you definitely need to give it all away. Yes. Like for sure. Um, Yep. So it's, I mean, even still Lori, like I, th- this is like years for me and I still like, I'll say, I'll like say something about like, Oh, like that's so crazy. I manifested that and immediately feel fear of who heard me say that. Am I going to get judged? Am I going to get a stone thrown at me or something? Like, I, I don't like it. It's just, it's so old and not helpful, but it's still there a little bit. Mm. So it's like that work of always undoing, always like, okay, why am I feeling this? Like, what do I feel like is going to happen? And, and, and doing that inner digging. But yeah, that old belief, um, just really keeps people oppressed. And especially women, this this is the messaging that I specifically saw for the girls at my school. Um, Just so you're putting you down. You're not supposed to do anything except be somebody's wife and somebody's mother. And that's pretty much it. Okay, friends, let's take a quick break to talk about Gusto. As a small business owner, you more than likely started your business because you're so passionate about what you do and what you offer to customers. The last thing we wanna be doing is spending more time than needed with all the administrative tasks 
that come with owning a business. Now you can streamline the chaos of payroll, benefits, and HR with Gusto. I've teamed up with Gusto and they're offering you three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com forward slash Lori. I know you might be thinking, I've already got my processes nailed down and switching sounds like so much work. 90% of customers say switching to Gusto was easy and 85% of customers say running payroll is easier now than their previous provider. These numbers speak volumes, and I can attest to this as well. Gusto keeps payroll benefits, HR, and management tools all in one place so you can stay on top of it all without juggling numerous subscriptions and logins. You can also store all your W-2s, 1099s, and all other employee documentation online for quick access and reference. Gusto also automatically files and pays state, local, and federal payroll taxes, a huge burden off of your shoulders. Gusto was built for small businesses from the start. So to help streamline your business operations, we're giving you three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com forward slash Lori. Go ahead and give it a try at gusto.com forward slash Lori. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, so question on when the old beliefs come up, because uh, yeah. for me, I feel it's, it is really weird. I'm going to keep saying it, but I'm just like, okay, she's talking from my brain. I completely understand <laughs> what you're saying because it is the same, like un- undoing of the, of a same pattern. Yeah. So when those beliefs come up, especially when they're religious and it doesn't matter religious or not, family beliefs can feel the exact same way, right? Because it's Absolutely. very, it's very tribal and, and to not be a part of the tribe anymore means possible, like, like let's go back to survival. Yes. Death. It's life and death. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about like very deeply like, uh, seated, uh, beliefs that feel very real. So when we're undoing them, it doesn't always feel good. And sometimes it doesn't feel right. And sometimes you can question yourself. So I know even for me around abundance and like when, when I first started, um, really gaining quick wealth with network marketing, Um, I had a lot of, uh, like challenges around allowing that and letting it be a good thing. And I was like, even though I know it's a good thing, there's so many parts of me that come in and and feel like, oh, it's greedy to have this money. It's greedy to take care of yourself first. And I had to start learning these like internal cues of separating, um, when I knew it was either, um, uh, my, my fearful thought or like an actual universal, godly, whatever, loving truth. So can you tell me a little bit about how you decipher between those and does it come right away or sometimes does it take you a bit of work to figure that out? Yeah, sometimes it does take work and that's when I like journaling. But mm. something something that I've been doing for like the last year or two, it actually comes from something that I've always said to my kids. That's the thing about having my kids is, they are teaching me how to undo all of it. They're oh, teaching so me how to live. Like it comes out. Kids are just friggin' mirrors. And if you don't want to see what's going on, like don't have them because they bring it up like in the worst moments. So one thing that I always say to them is like, okay, like I try and be like, there's no like bad and good and you are bad. That was bad. And this is good. But more like I say like, okay, did that seem like it was helpful or hurtful? Mm. 
like to if it was to another person or to yourself or whatever, like trying to teach them to gauge their perception, their response. How did that feel in your body when Mm -hmm. that girl said that to you or whatever it is? And I've said that for so long that I just do that with these thoughts. Is this, is this a harmful, hurtful thought or is it actually helping me? Because I think sometimes guilt and fear, like they're natural emotions. They can propel us forward. Jealousy, like you could use jealousy to find out so much about yourself and, and like propel yourself forward and realize what you really want. And that's because that's why you're jealous. Like all of these things are good. So it's not like that's a bad emotion. That's a bad thought, but it's more like, okay, like, is this going to help move me forward? What is there something for me to learn here? Or is this just old programming? Does this just need to die? Like, what is it? And I think like that awareness is so powerful. And if we can just, it's not a, it's like, don't get to that point where you're like in the submissive dog position to your thoughts. And you're just like, they're happening to me. Like it's about taking ownership and just being a CEO over your thoughts. And like, let me assess and become aware. Was this hurtful or helpful? And then from there, I know what to do with it. If it was helpful, then how is it helping me? How am I going to use it to help me? And if it was hurtful, then it needs to go. Do I need to tap on it? Do I need to move it through me? Do I just need to throw it out and move on? But I can go from there if I have the awareness of the truth of what it was. Such great questions. And I think as we move into the, as we, you know, our first steps a lot are finding personal development or people find podcasts or, or whatever it is. And I think in the beginning, it's really easy to, um, cause it's so much on mindset and emotions and things like that in the beginning. And it's really easy to judge what you're feeling. And you yeah. know, I, I find myself even right now with building this company, like really judging the different emotions I'm in. Like the last couple of weeks I've been in a really tough, like just like really down spiral about some different things, just expectation mm-hmm. hangover of what I thought it would be. And I'm yeah. judging myself so hard to the point where I'm like, am I meant for this? Am I capable Mm -hmm. of this? Like, why am I feeling this emotion if I'm, you know, supposed to be a leader and and all of those things that are coming up and how I'm dealing with that fear is I'm observing that I want to procrastinate. And I've like, even just having this conversation right now, I'm observing that it's not a bad thing to feel the way that I'm feeling like at all. Mm -hmm. And I know that, but it's so important. Like, this conversation is so important for me to be having right now, because I know that these times bring so much clarity and they, you know, sometimes the procrastination that we feel is an actual pause. Like it's an actual like gathering of your thoughts. And it's like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Let's look at it. What is, you know, what is this triggering? How could I give myself a little more love around this fear? Like, what can I do about this? So I I just want to point out, like it never, never goes away. And you never stop asking yourself and they're never a bad thing. It doesn't feel yeah. fun to be in them. Like what are some emotions for you that you're sitting in right now that you're just like wishing they weren't here, but you're trying to appreciate them. So such a timely question, because if you had <laughs> asked this like a month and a half ago, I'd be like, I'd have to think about that. But now I'm like, I hate everything. I hate being in the middle. I hate transitions. I just want to be at the finish line. Like that's the theme for me right now is I love change, but I don't like the transitioning part. 
Yeah, I want the result. I want to be I, I like we moved out of California after like a lifetime of loving it and being there. And I know you guys did, too. Yes. Recently. Oh, God, that's yeah. a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. California, my love. And I my feel love. so betrayed by it. And I'm just left now and whatever. But uh, we're, <laughs> we're here in our new state. And I'm just like. I want the, I bought a house, I'm renovating it. I want it to be renovated. I want to live in it and I want everything to be perfect. But I don't want to deal with all the, like, I don't, I feel homeless right now. Like I'm just floating between hotel rooms with my family, like trying to figure this out, trying to run a business, launching a book at the same time. It wasn't supposed to go. We were supposed to, it was all supposed to be finished months ago. And here we are. I feel so ungrounded. Mm-hmm. And so the big thing for me is all those emotions are so messy. The big theme for me has been like the realization of, oh my God, my environment and my situation is not supposed to ground me. I am supposed to be grounded within. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've been looking at my external circumstances to ground me and center me. And that's, that's kind of a really unsafe place to be in. So I've been practicing and failing a lot, but practicing nonetheless, how to get grounded in my soul, in myself. Really, I'm grounded while the world is a tornado around me. I'm grounded. So mm-hmm. that was a lot, but that's where I've been. <laughs> well, that's exactly where I'm in. Uh, I am in an RV trying to build this company <laughs> and we don't know when we're going back to Arizona because it's like 110 and we have yep. to be outside and we're just, I don't feel rooted at all. And I feel like I'm freaking out and um, I'm really struggling. And I'm yeah. also like, how do I get grounded wherever I am? That is my daily question. Yes, me too. So I'm like reading and I'm trying to stay in a bit of a schedule, but also trying to allow myself to enjoy the in-between the hustle. And like, I'm observing like historical stories of building business and women who are CEOs and how they never Mm -hmm. took a day off and they never slept. And I'm like, if I'm not doing that, will I be successful? And just so many stories right now swirling. That is such a big one for me too. I, it's actually, that is the limiting belief I've been trying to work through I would, I would say recently, but it's been a lot longer than recently. And I don't feel like I'm making much progress, but it's like, (laughs) if I'm not running myself into the ground, Mm -hmm. can I, can I have all of this? And like, as I step back and let my team revenue dips every time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I know this is an energy thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I know that this isn't real. It doesn't matter. And I shouldn't, I don't want to have to keep going so freaking hard to earn like I know mm-hmm. the worthiness is in the earning and I am working on that. But I, I feel you like it, it, if I'm not doing what all of these, I just watched that movie about Madam C.J. Walker. Have you watched that? Mm, nope, but I will it's watch so it It's so good on Netflix. So good. <laughs> okay. I was watching that and it just, it was so good, but it also kind of cemented a little bit of mm-hmm. like it brought it up for me. Like, see, if I'm not staying up all night and, and hustling and doing all the things, like, am I able to have this wealth? Can I... Can I not only stay, but go up without mm-hmm. me being fatigued? You know what I mean? It's, it goes back to that worthiness of the good life and the way you want it to be. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, a, and I hope anybody listening, like this is a forever thing. It's a, if you're a human, you're forever evolving and you're forever, um, you know, releasing stories that we pick up along the way. And we're forever trying to also be present and enjoy. And I do think that we get better at it. I can definitely mm-hmm. say, as frustrated as I am now, 
I can absolutely say that last year when we did this and I started fundraising on the road, I was like having a shit fit daily. <laughs> and now, now they're every like three days. So look at that. That is like yes. so much progress. I've got like two good days and then one bad one. So, but I'm also like in the space of even enjoying that process as crazy as that sounds, I, I think that's ultimately just where I'm going to set my sights and goals is can I just kind of look back and laugh like quicker at the end of the day and be like, Oh, well, I was crazy today. Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to give myself <laughs> some grace and we're going to try again tomorrow. And I'm going to say a prayer tonight and just give it all away. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really do like pray and surrender about a hundred times a day. No lie. I'm like, take it. Yeah. I can't take it. This is too much for me. Whatever you believe, give it to, energy, yeah, just give please. It to your dog. Like, someone take it. <laughs> someone take it. It's like too much to handle. So what are some things that you do around that? Cause you've got a lot, you do have a lot going on and I want to get back into like, you know, some practical, tactical things of decluttering as well. But I think this is the yeah. best conversation, but like, what, <laughs> yeah. what do you do to kind of give that away when it just feels like so much? Cause you have four children, like babysitting mm-hmm. for me would be a lot. I'm just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> it, that it's okay. This is like, what is unique about my family is that I feel, I mean, maybe it's not, I don't know who might, why would I even say that? I don't know anyone else's situations for me. <laughs> my kids are, everything is connected. Like they're a part of the business. They know, like, they'll be like, mom, like, what was your conversion today? Like when I do a <laughs> webinar, like they like, I don't know, like they're so, so cool. They mm-hmm. know, like I, my daughter is 12 and she has plans. She's like working on her website. She wants to have her own online business where she teaches kids how to draw and create art. Like it's, we're all in it together. And I think mm-hmm. that really helps. Like we've, our family culture is togetherness. And so I don't know, I've just, I feel like that helps with the chaos. But in terms of like letting things go, when, when I just can't like right now, like I just can't, my husband texted me right before we got on. <clears throat> and then it was funny. Cause he was like, everything sucks. Like he was like <laughs> the plumbing burst. Like it's going to be like five more days of this. The sink came and it's the wrong size. And then he's all, Oh shit. I just realized you're getting on with Lori harder. I am really sorry. And I'll buy you a beer after you're done. <laughs> like, he was like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and oh I just was like, I just was sitting here like, okay, it's Mm. fine. Everything's fine. And Mm -hmm. I think like when that, when those kinds of things happen and in business, like you're always, I'm a mom and I'm always putting out fires. I'm Mm. a business owner and I'm always putting out fires. Like it's constant. And so for me, the practice of, I mean, I'm just going to get super practical because this is how I manage, but the mornings, like I do not do all the things in the mornings. Like mm-hmm. I start my day super late at like 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And those mornings, like I'm doing hypnotherapy. I'm, I'm doing yoga. I'm doing breath work. I'm taking like a cold shower and waking myself up and releasing whatever needs to be released. I'm talking to God and like what mm-hmm. needs to come out of me today for me to like, cause I, like you and I, Lori, we are showing up for the women of the world and we are expanders for them. We are showing them what's possible mm-hmm. and that we are beacons of hope. 
like source is going through us and God is using us to bring hope to the world. Mm-hmm. I cannot do a good job at that if I am cluttered and, and stuck mm. and stagnant. So I feel like the biggest part of my job is those mornings of clearing out old stuck energy and starting fresh so I can do my job. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I'm just releasing things all the time because what mm. what else can you do? Otherwise, it'll get stuck. And I, I think that that's what makes us sick. Mm. Preach. That just made me tear up because I really, I know that you are, you right there were just totally being spoken through as an example of what every woman is. And like, yeah, you know what you just said about us being that for women, like that's what they are. They just need yeah. to like, no pun they intended, need to they realize. need to declutter. <laughs> they need to like make space to, to be expansive and to expand others. Like when we expand, we allow space for everyone else to expand. Yes. And it's very hard to expand and, and do all of those things when your mundane pieces of your life are soul sucking. Yeah. They're closing in on you. Like I just got a great <laughs> visual of like, you know, all of these uh, women listening, like their home and their space and their minds are all closing in on them. And the second that you start to clear that out, offer it up, let go of your thoughts, you know, heal your past because that takes yeah that took 90% of my brain energy and physical energy for years and years and years, which left me 10% for nothing. Like for standing in front of the fridge, deciding what to binge on. That was about it for me. So (laughs) tell me about the first like, like really? And then Monday would come and I'm like, what happened all week? Like, what did I do? So in, in, like you said, like there just comes a point where if you're listening and you're just like, yes, this is what it is. Like, I know that my space is cluttered. My brain is cluttered. My life is cluttered. Where are some places that we start? Hmm. Okay. So over the years, I've, I've developed this whole, like, there's like a a framework, a method for making your life lighter. And there's like, we can, we get into all kinds of stuff, calendar, your mental health, your boundaries, relationships, all of it. It's all like this whole path. But the first step is the physical environment. And I've spent a lot of time questioning that and like, okay, just, you know, I'm always trying to grow and learn and be better. So like, what needs to change? We need to start somewhere else. Maybe we should start with mindset. And I always start with environment. It always proves to work because you're like, we said in the beginning, Marshall Goldsmith, your environment is creating and controlling you. You've got to be the one creating and controlling it instead. And so when, and it's so much easier to go and physically do something than to just, especially for like a busy mom who is mostly who I serve. She's so overwhelmed to get to me. She's got to kind of hit rock bottom. So being like, let's just like talk about your mindset. It doesn't work. (laughs) Like she needs to physically do something. And that's very symbolic and very therapeutic. And because your physical space is a manifestation of your internal space, she is doing that work. Uh, she just doesn't realize it yet. So I, I love having them start in the environment. And even like, let's get even more micro than that. I always say, make it fun, bring enjoyment into this process. Like set aside time on your calendar because you're going to get that return on investment of the time you spend getting clutter out of your way. You are literally creating more time, like the unreplenishable resources. You would literally get more time. So make it happen and start in the bathroom. Not a lot of sentimental stuff in there. Not super difficult old hair products with dust on the lids that you've had for (laughs) God only knows how long. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just small. I feel like you want, you kind of are tempted to just go harder than that and do something big, but 
you're going to get overwhelmed. Start, start there. And that's where you start and end your day too. You know, you're, you're washing your face, you're getting ready and get it, get the clutter out of there and just see just in the bathroom, the most insignificant place in your house and how much better you feel. I have women that email me like, I just, I don't know if this is weird, but like I had my coffee in my bathroom today because I, it's the only space in the house I want to be in now because everything else sucks. <laughs> and, it, and it just goes to show like our environment is affecting us, especially us women. We're very aware and connected to our surroundings. Uh. So instead of making that a burden and an annoyance, let's use it as a power, as a tool in our toolkit to have more time to be a better mom, to be a more present business owner, to start a second company, to go for that dream, hire a team, you know, expand, be expansive. Um, So yeah, I like to think of it as that. It's just a tool in my toolkit, a means to an end. It's a way that I can win and I can win faster. Oh, I love, I love this because I have definitely, so I use this without even really, I mean, I've used this as definitely like, I've known that it's important to me, but I didn't realize how much I use it. And I just recently have been decluttering even more and I'm really seeing, and this is a fun conversation. Like I'm seeing the direct correlation with my ability to get rid of things that are not serving me, or I haven't used in a long time with my belief that I am the creator of abundance more and more. So the less that I'm noticing that I own in certain areas, if it's not bringing me joy, like even when you talked about the bathroom, I just went through my bathroom the other day and I was like, I haven't used this in five years. Why am I keeping this? Am I afraid that I can't go and buy this again? (laughs) So, and I'm like, I'm not afraid. And I will always have more than enough money to go and buy something if I need it again. So I will get rid of this because right now it's sucking my energy instead of adding to it. So it's, it's like really crazy how that's a direct reflection. We were just having this conversation about my parents, which I don't think they listen, but if you do guys, I love you. You know that I learn from you all the time. Um, but they can't get, they can't get rid of anything because Mm -hmm. they have a fear around needing it again and not being able to afford it. So they keep literally everything, which then also creates chaos because they can't find the one thing that they want that they use because it's buried underneath all of the things that they don't want or that they have fear around not being able to get again, or that they might need in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a really interesting question as you kind of like, it is a belief builder, buster, creator, as you go through and declutter, right? It's just like, so telling about all all of our life and like that it is a a step-by-step thing. So what are some messages that you want to leave our listeners with? Uh, I think just it's empowering that what's going on in your physical space is showing what's going on internally and and there doesn't need to be any judgment. Uh, I'm sure that you've heard this before, but in like the meditation space, there's something called being the gentle observer of your thoughts. I always want to encourage women to just be the gentle observer of your space because it is it has got hidden messages for you everywhere. Where are the gaps? What's not working? What always causes frustration? Where does stuff just tend to pile up? What how is that symbolic of what's going on with you? What room is it happening in? It's probably your bedroom for a lot of women. The bedroom is because you don't value yourself. Mm. So like, just notice and then set aside some time get the book and I'll help you mm-hmm. and set aside some time to make that happen and bring these little physical shifts and just watch like how light your psyche starts to feel like how, how much better you feel energetically. Like you are literally making more time and clearing stagnant energy from your space. That goes a long way to give you more energy and time and space for 
your business, your relationships, your, your health and wellness goals, like all of it, it is so connected. Mm. I love this so much because I'm such a physical person and physical learner that to me, this is a beautiful, not only first step, but this is like every level. I don't care where you're at in life, in entrepreneurship. Like this is always such a valuable, like you said, symbolic like thing that you can do. It truly is like a cleansing no matter where you're at and a leveling up. Um, I know whenever I've leveled up in my life, I've always looked around and been like, okay, we're going to shed some things now. We're going to like create an even more, you know, expansive, clear environment that I'm not looking at that picture. Like, oh, I don't even like it. Like it's taking my energy every time I look at it or whatever that is. So um, I love this as a first step, as a next step, as a leveling up, um, no matter who you are, if you're a mom, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a wantrepreneur, um, this book is going to be absolutely amazing for you. So you guys, um, or Allie, where can we get your book? Um, you can get on Amazon target. You can get it anywhere. Books are sold. Um, and I'm so excited. It's got like so much heart and so much inspiration. And then also like super practical, like you're just going to know exactly what to do and be able to get up, make it happen and then enjoy all of the benefits of what you did. Amazing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy three of your books and give them away to our listeners. So you guys, to anyone who uploads this, the first three people who upload this and tag Allie, Allie, what's your Instagram handle? It's Allie underscore. That's me. Allie underscore. That's me. You tag Allie, you tag myself and you let Allie know what your biggest takeaway was from this podcast. I'm going to be grabbing the first three people who post that and I'll be sending you a book. So until next time, everyone go follow Allie on her Instagram, go grab her book and we will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone 
phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you. Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built 
for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.